This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tecova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovas.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. How epic, Alaska. Yeah, yeah, that was a good one. The moose running through the uh, camp right by your uh, right by your rooftop tent. Yeah, like literally tall enough to look in the window. I, I thought some knucklehead was out running around. I'm like... Who is in that cold water right now? It was, that was the coldest night slash day on Ultimate Avenger yeah. history. Like, it was so cold I didn't want to open the flap on my tent cot, which was iced up, just like my body heat. It made condensation, yeah. that froze, and it was just, I'm like, I don't care what's out there unless it starts tearing, tearing my canvas apart to get to me. I'm, I'm not doing anything. Right, 100%. Hey guys, you're listening to America's Off-Road Podcast. If you like going into the outdoors, camping with your family, or maybe you're building a new wheeling rig, you've come to the right place. Thanks for tuning in. Keep following along. Check us out on Instagram and Facebook. Hey guys, Cooper here, America's Off-Road Podcast. I got a guest with me in the cab of Pumpkin at the top of the Moab Rim Trail. I got the uh, um, editor uh, at large... Uh, Christian Hazel. How y'all doing? Yeah, I don't even know what my title is these days. I just, I, uh, I still have Editor-in-Chief Peterson's Four-Wheel and Off-Road as my email signature, so. Do you? Yeah, I do. <laughs> Can't and let that one go. What, uh, outfit is it this week? What outfit? The 10 Network? Uh, what is it? The, we are, we are a Motor Trend Group. Mm-hmm. Uh, most recently, we are... Warner Brothers Discovery is the parent company now after Warner Brothers and Discovery merged. So it is uh, mm-hmm. um, just just a you know what I just have my little office at my house and that's that's what I worry that's about. That's what you do. Building building trucks and jeeps and trying to do rad cool stuff. That was a little bump, yeah. a little bit more bump than I expected. Cooper's driving and not paying attention, so it should yeah. be a wild ride. It should be a, a lot of fun. Um, well, geez, let's uh, let's uh, 
jump right into things. What uh, what got you into this industry? What what really got you fired up and passionate about off-road, or was that even what you wanted to get into? Uh, you know, I was into hot rods first, hot rods and muscle cars, and my uh, my dad brought home the first issue of Hot Rod Magazine I'd ever seen in my life, and I loved 57 Chevys, and it was a um, kind of a, a compilation of all the flashback 57 Hot Rod Project uh, build. They did a 1957 Chevy from basket case to like perfection, mm -hmm. and I just devoured that thing, and I was kind of hooked on magazines from that. I, that, was, that was probably I was probably 12 years old when he gave me that magazine. No kidding. Yeah, but I had been into cars and trucks and anything that went uh, motorcycles since I was since I can remember. Just always loved mechanical stuff. So uh, when I um, when I moved out here, well, I'll fast. When I was just out of high school, I bought my first four x four, which is uh, my Dodge Ram Charger, mm -hmm. um, and that's the vehicle I moved out west in. That's the vehicle I owned when I got hired at Peterson's Four Wheel and Off Road uh, back in the late '90s. And, um, yeah, just, you know, once I hit the West Coast, the East Coast, there's no real easy access wheeling. And right. you come to the West Coast, especially where I lived in San Diego. Wide open you, spaces. Yeah, you've got just the world is your oyster right yeah. over the mountains in the desert. So Yeah, you gave us a nice little tour of uh, your your side of the country wheeling oh, up yep. there. UA 2018, that was, uh, that's, that's one that's near and dear to my heart. I really have a fond fond memory of that ua that was a good one there were a lot of trees yes trees uh not too many mosquitoes we got by on that couple couple really killer rainstorms yes but uh the wheeling wasn't that wheeling really good it was it was really good and yep. all private property wasn't it yeah, uh not all but most most of it was uh and that that's the rub on new england you know i guess it's not a bad thing technically but you really have to get involved and get Find a find a club, become yeah. a member of an organization, and then that you know kind of helps get you that access to those primo off-roading spots. But there was uh, there was a lot of really good technical wheeling out there to be had. Now speaking of UA, hey guys, tonight's episode is brought to you by Redhead Steering Gears. Kyle, what makes a Redhead steering box so good? Well, first and foremost, they are a family-owned and operated company, but they have unmatched quality. Because each worm gear and piston gear is custom fit, this allows Redhead to guarantee zero play in their steering boxes. Redhead also has over 500 vehicle applications available in their lineup and uh, is backed by a one-year unlimited mile warranty. So if you're on the market for quality and reliability, stick to what we think is best and that's a redhead steering gear box. Booyah. You went on the first ever. I did. Uh, I was a new hire, uh -huh. uh, fresh uh, fresh and wet behind the ears, um, brand new feature editor, wide-eyed. And uh, during my interview, uh, Cole Quinnell, who hired me, was the editor of Four Wheel and Off-Road and the inventor of Ultimate Adventure, uh -huh. said, oh, by the way, I need to know if you're free in September for about two weeks. We're doing this event I came up with. I'm like, yeah, well, I'm, I'm good for whatever. Right. So I did it. Um, Cole was the editor, and Cole and I led, well, Cole led. I was riding shotgun in Cole's 76 GMC. It was a, a half ton that he had put three-quarter ton axles in. It was, it was all kind of contraptioned up. I mean, looking back in hindsight, it's 
A wonder you're alive. Yeah, I remember. <laughs> I remember doing about 90 in that thing with with 36 inch swampers that were literally delaminating as we were going in this 110 mile an hour just to catch up and do photos. Oh geez. Um, 110 degree. We weren't going 110 miles an hour. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I just remember well, hearing it pieces could go of, either way. Pieces, it could. <laughs> pieces of rubber hitting the the floorboards <laughs> under my feet and just going, okay, well this is how it ends. <laughs> this is how it ends. <laughs> and how many years had you done it before you kind of you kind of took a break from it? Well, I was uh, the the feature editor, and then I became the technical editor of F Peterson's Four Wheel and Off Road. So mm -hmm. while I was on staff, uh, I did the first three Ultimate Adventures. So that first one in um, 1999, we hit uh, Arizona, Colorado. Um, I can't remember the exact trails, and a lot of them don't exist anymore, unfortunately. Uh, the second. UA, we skipped a year in 2000, we didn't do it. Mm -hmm. Then in 01, we went to the Pacific Northwest and then ended, we started on the Rubicon, uh, went through Oregon, Washington, and we ended on Vancouver Island. Oh, in wow. Canada, yeah, I took the ferry up. And then um, 2002, we did, um, testing my memory, I remember we ended on, uh, where did we end? We ended in, in Colorado somewhere. <laughs> so it was a lot of Colorado stuff. We did Moab, did Upper El Dorado, and, and um, that, was, that was another great one. Uh, after that UA happened, I went to work at JP Magazine, our sister publication, mm -hmm. all Jeeps all the time. Yep. And um, the, just, you know, I wasn't a four-wheel and off-road staffer, so I didn't really get the invite. Yeah. And so I didn't go on another UA until I became editor of the book in 2016. And then, and uh, then I was running it. And uh, and it, that that was phenomenal. I remember you coming on board. And uh, 2016 was the first year of Howitzer. Howitzer? No, you were in Grandma that year. Oh, I was. It was the the that, second that trip was, of Grandma. On that was the, the year Cameron almost died. Yeah, Death Valley. <laughs> yes. Oh my gosh. I, I got an idea. I'll take UA to Death Valley in the summer. It'll be great. <laughs> no one's gonna be there. <laughs> yeah. Well, that that deal. Um, Fred Williams was the editor of Four Wheel and Off Road back then, and I was the editor of Four Wheeler, and we knew this transition was coming where I was gonna go to Four Wheel and Off Road. Right. Fred would go back to being an editor because by then Dead was Dirt Every Day was becoming super popular and right. Fred was having to devote the majority of his time to that, yeah. that show. Um, but we didn't know when. And so finally we were in Moab and we got the we got the notification that, oh hey, uh, this is gonna happen soon. By the time it finally did happen, I had about six or seven weeks, I think it was about six and a half weeks, to plan, execute you know, do all yeah. the logistics and everything to make UA happen. Well, it normally takes six months. Well, and it, it, luckily, you, you've got a really good group of core guys. Oh, yeah, I inherited the yes. cronies. And there is not a better group of, of off-road uh, just characters. Uh, every every one of them even, is worth even the way Tommy? to hold. Tommy has his Or plans. Tom. Tom. Tommy. It's got to be Tommy. Tommy. He doesn't act like a Tom. No. <laughs> He's definitely a Tommy. <laughs> You know, Tommy is the heart and soul of the thing. Nobody cares more about the event. No one, no one kind of uh, lives for it as much as he does. Oh yeah. I think, and that's why we we at the end of the UA, you know, the cronies get together and give the Tom Boyd Award. Right. And that is not a negative award. That is actually the highest honor we can bestow upon someone. Right. Because you are, you are encapsulating all that is good about the ultimate adventure. Right. 
living it yes, you for are. the week. You are immersing yourself you in know, it. You know, good attitude, willing to help. You know, in it for all the right reasons. There yeah. to have fun and and just you know, got your stuff together. Uh, so it's it's been a really, real. It's it's the highlight of my year every year. It's good. Yeah. Uh, you know, being on UA and getting to hang with all those guys. And you know, uh, I think that is the the best part of this event for me is is getting to be close friends with the with the cronies. Uh, Trent and Vern and I were always fairly close right but uh, getting to know you know chris durham ken smith and um keith just, bailey keith, oh, sam, keith, gillis. sam gillis all those dudes oh, they're yeah. just just the best of the best yes yeah no great great guys uh i always look forward to uh, uh grown-up summer camp great yeah uh, adult summer camp yep adult summer camp uh it was uh it was the uh the week i looked forward to the most and really the last one that i got to go on with you guys wow how epic, Alaska! Yeah, yeah, that was a good one. The moose running through the uh, camp right by your uh, right by your rooftop tent. Yeah, like literally tall enough to look in the window. I I thought some knucklehead was out running around. I'm like, who is in that cold water right now? It was that was the coldest night slash day on Ultimate Adventure yeah. history. Like it was so cold, I didn't want to open the flap on my tent cot, which was iced up just feel like my body heat it made condensation yeah. that froze and it was just i'm like i don't care what's out there unless it starts tearing tearing my canvas apart to get to me i'm, I'm not doing anything right 100 percent. this episode is brought to you by timbo tusk whether we are packing for a long day on the trail or just a simple weekend getaway we never leave home without the timbo tusk if you find yourself cooking with a timbo tusk can you taste a little savory a little i don't know Freedom, well, that's because they are designed, built, and assembled 100% here in the U.S. of A. They come in a variety of sizes and break down easily into their own carrying case. That way, things are efficient for you to pack for a trip or, more importantly, to get ready to make a meal. So, go to TimboTusk.com, use the coupon code AOPODCAST, that's A-O-P-O-D-C-A-S-T, to get 5% off your next order. Now, back to our episode. Booyah. And, uh, um, well, you also have other passions. It's not just, uh, you're pretty musical. Yeah, I was a, I was a guitar player back in the day. Uh, it's kind of what I did for my day job. But that, you know, that that's something I guess you get out of your system before you enter adulthood. I still play. I still uh, love it. Um, but, you know, fatherhood and a full-time job and all that sure. stuff, I'm not out on stage. Yeah. I would love to be, but uh, that's, you know, maybe, maybe again someday. Right. Yeah. In a, in that's actually different... what brought me to California was I was I was recruited to be a guitarist in a band out in San Diego. So we played the San Diego scene and L.A. scene back in the early 90s. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, the Whiskey Go-Go and, and all that stuff. Well, I tell you, some of the things that I, I enjoy um, – about you one you do always have a uh, a positive attitude uh, attitude about things but uh you're also kind of a no no frills and i don't mean that in like a blunt mean kind of way i mean that in a no this product doesn't work i'm not going to say it's going to work um well i'm going to give you my honest opinion on it yeah i mean not not to uh kind of um <laughs> not, not to kind of turn this into a mutual love fest here but you guys are the same way you know you use a product and if it doesn't work you don't sell it Right. Right. Yeah. Same with me. If I if I use a product and I don't like it, I'm not going to write about it. I'll, right. I'll call the manufacturer. Say here are the problems I found with it. 
Um, what do you want me to do about it? Go forward with the story, or would you like to make corrections, or do you just want to forget about it? So, yeah. but you know, I've, I look at it this way: I've been in this industry for twenty, almost twenty-three years now, mm-hmm. doing basically the same thing, and and advertisers come and go, and products come and go, and trends and fads come and go, and the only thing I have that's consistent is me and my reputation, and that's based on my word right. and my truth. So. If I if I fudge things and call something great when it's not, it's not gonna serve me, or or the audience or the readers, you know. Yeah. People smell bull. Yes, I would agree with that. I can see the honesty. We're having a technical difficulties. You're, you're the camera. Pro fell off. I didn't even realize that yeah. pro was there. I'm gonna say that Kyle caused that one. Kyle, yeah, blame it on Kyle. Have you ever, have you ever listened to the podcast? You can say no. No, I honestly am not a consumer of off-road content. Shenanigans. I'm a creator. I watch. I'll watch like the Ultimate Adventure vids. I'll watch a couple of the Dirt Every Days. Um, I don't really listen to podcasts or stuff. When I when I go to relax, I do it outside of the off-road realm. Like I'll I'll look at yeah music stuff. Yeah. Or um. I'm big into history and, uh, you know, how they make ocean liners, a technical thing. So yeah. when I go to YouTube, I'm looking at that stuff. Right. Because I just, that's that's kind of my escape. It sounds weird because I do love off-roading and everything about it. But um, when you live it 24-7, yeah. you know, you, that's, my, that's my getaway. Yeah, it's kind of like uh, when you mechanic for a living, the last thing you want to do just is go home and mechanic yeah. on your own like, stuff. Like Dave. Yeah, <laughs> I don't oh, know how that guy. Does I have it. no idea how he does that. I mean, like, if you could find three ends to a candle, he did it. Oh, that guy is the hardest working dude. Dave, Dave Chappelle um, is just. I, I just posted something on Instagram that you know he he is definitely one of the best human beings. Oh, for sure. Just super positive, super hard working. Um, but but yeah, that that definitely doesn't apply to him. He will he'll put in a ten hour day work into the shop and go home and, and finish building his lowrider or whatever he has he's working on. A million percent, yeah. That is uh, 100% true. Um, gosh. We got a good view up here. We got Look, it. Looking down on top of Moab. Epic. Let's talk about how big Moab has gotten oh my in gosh. the past three years compared okay. to the past Let's just 30. say in the last year, the amount of hotels that have popped up here. Everywhere. Oh, geez. I'm worried that um, it's going to turn into, like, the next Vail or Telluride or something like yeah. that, i.e. they'll just start shooing away all the off-roaders. Oh, uh, they're already working out. on that. Yeah, yeah. So people, get involved. <laughs> Help yeah. out where you can. Because this is, this is pretty amazing. This and place is very unique, yeah. I mean, there's there's Sand Hollow, awesome. Epic, right. Hurricane, Utah. Um, you know, I could go on and on and on. Totally. But this is just the place, you know, it, it's on everyone's bucket list if you're into Jeeps or 4 x 4 right. off-roading of any kind. Or you just want to see just incredible, beautiful scenery. Totally. Uh, and it's, it's a great mix of civilization, uh, un- uncharted wilderness, and, and everything that's... I mean, we're sitting here looking right now. I see arches off there in the distance. Yep. There's the snow-capped LaSalle's behind me. Colorado River's right there. And I have yet to go on a trail here where I haven't at one point in time go gone. Uh, who who is the first guy to say, you know what? I want to go drive my jeep right here. Probably some dude <laughs> looking for uranium. Yeah, yeah. for sure. <laughs> I can well, make money up there. A hundred million percent. Of course, he's off glowing somewhere right, right now. But right. 
<laughs> it is uh, it is one of my favorite places. Heck, it's so iconic in the off-roading industry that Jeep went ahead and made an event that is like their coming out party for new uh, concepts and things like that every year at, at Easter Jeep Safari. And it, uh, it's a testament to what uh, what kind of history there is in this area and, and where they want to go with it. So hopefully they can see the bigger picture and they don't try and run us out and think that we're evil. Exactly. When you've got a major, major vehicle manufacturer centering many of its launches and ideas and, and putting so much of its uh, investment in, in one place, yeah, uh, that that's very telling. What's your favorite trail here? It, you know what, for scenery, it would have to be Golden Spike mm -hmm. or Gold Bar Rim. I always get them confused. I think it's Gold Spike. Are they, uh, the aren't they the same and the spike's just a, an obstacle on the gold bar ramp? You know, I, I would have to. I'm, I'm one of those guys, I'm like, let's go do that trail. And I don't get bogged down in the minutiae and the technicality uh, I'm of right what they actually you. called. So uh, when I sit down to write a story, yes, I will look it up. Just going about my, yeah, gold bar ramp, I think, or and then golden spike. Just yeah. out there going to the crack. And uh, it's um, it's like one of those oil on velvet paintings that you would buy at a gas station where like you've got Jupiter and a unicorn jumping over a you know just all these <laughs> all these things that just right. don't seem like they should be in one place but they seem beautiful to right. someone so they threw them on that canvas yeah that trail is that canvas for me you know you've got arches off in the distance and you can see the Colorado River snaking and the LaSalle snow-capped in the background yeah and you see the slant and all the all the stratification of the of the sedimentary layers and all that. It's, right. It's amazing and it's epic. I also really enjoy Hell's Revenge. I probably run that trail 30 gazillion times. Oh yeah, it, it's a it's a every time I'm here I do it at least once. It and, is the one that every time I'm here I do it at least. Yeah. Once. And honestly, it it also depends on what vehicle I brought out. Right. So if I'm in my little in my little puppy dog YJ, you know, I will love to go on Hell's Revenge and Fins and Things. Right. And, and Poison Spider Mesa and things like that. Yeah. Uh, you know, my flat fender, Pritchett Canyon or or Upper Hell Dorado or those those places. So yep. it, it all depends. And that's the cool thing about Moab, too, is there's something exciting and engaging and, and rewarding for every level. Right. You know, it doesn't oh, yeah. matter how, how how built your, your Jeep is. You no, and... If you're you're ever worried about it, just look around at how many Jeep rental places there right, are. Yeah. They just give those to anyone. <laughs> Accident insurance? Why, yes, yes, I will. Yes, please. $10 a day? Yes. How many pieces does it have to come back in for me to get my money? <laughs> well, shoot. We've got an epic scene. We ought to go, uh, some scenery we ought to go check out here. I appreciate you coming on. Um, being a part of this and time uh, my friend it's always a pleasure hanging with you hopefully we get uh, we get back out on the trails again here here shortly I might I might have something up my up my sleeve for you know, UA, I'm always so. down for some stuff yeah shenanigans that's my thing but uh, yeah for any of you out there in the uh, in the YouTube worlds and the podcast worlds um, if you have any questions for Christian Hazel write in um, Actually, just Instagram me at, uh, at HBOM Industries. There you That's go. That's the easiest way to get a hold of me. Or um, at Ultimate Adventure Official. There you go. And I will. I, I really do try to respond to as, as many of those uh, 
what are they called? DMs? Yeah. Chats? Whatever. The yeah. little flag that the pops messages. up. The we'll little, yeah. messages. Yeah, okay. Thank you. <laughs> Kids in these, these apps these days. Right. Um, do you have any words of wisdom for us as we depart? Oh, man. I would say something flippant, but, you know, just, just be cool to each other and remember why we do this, because yeah. it's fun. Leave your ego at home. Just come out and have a good time. Help someone if you can, if they need it. And um, and that's it. Yeah, no tool sheds. No tool sheds. All right, guys. Peace out. Right on. <laughs>